0: Welcome to Yoga Wisdom, questions about how to live your yoga in daily life, answered by Integral Yoga founder, Sri Swami Sachidananda. Did you people write really some questions? Huh? Uh Aha. Okay. I don't want to disappoint you. Hmm? Hmm? Sometimes, you know, they may think, Ah, Swami doesn't dare to open my question because He may not know how to answer. So, He just... (laughs) He's afraid that there may be some tough questions. You know, sometimes our own people they write a lot of questions. Hmm? Is this all your questions? It hmm? doesn't matter. Just say, uh, so I, w- I want to answer your question. This is not yours, no? Hmm? No. <laughs> <laughs> because they would not have given you a piece of paper like this. Huh? Religious truths can be puzzling to someone who has not experienced them or who does not recognize the experience. Hmm. How can someone find the truth of a religious doctrine such as believe believe in reincarnation, faith in God, karma, etc.? Hmm. Actually doctrines are not somebody just imagines and writes it down. They are experienced truth. What they experience they write it out. They pass it on. But sometimes when we are not of that level They find it hard to understand. Like a child cannot, a child, small child cannot understand a a, a high class, college book. But when you mature enough, you understand it. Until then, uh, you don't have to disbelieve it. If, if you cannot understand it, keep it for a while. Let it be. Maybe I am not ready to know it. Because often we simply disbelieve without because we don't know what it is. To believe or not to believe, you should know what it is. Here the question is, it's really puzzling, yes. How can someone find the truth of a religious doctrine, such as belief in reincarnation? I think I just touched this point in my talk. It's it's hard to present all the facts to satisfy our intelligence, but still the intelligence can help us Take the reincarnation. Even the people who do not seem to believe in reincarnation say that the soul is immortal. Is it not so? We are the image of God. If we are the image of God, that image should be immortal. Because God is immortal. Even that seems to be a little doubtful nowadays. eh? God is dead, somebody wrote once. eh? So, there is a non-dying part, an immortal part, here, in your person, which you call the spirit, or consciousness. Call it consciousness. God is super consciousness. The individual consciousness functions in you It's hard to say, in you means you are not that then. Which you here? If you are consciousness, then you are functioning in the body-mind. If you are the body-mind, then God-consciousness is functioning in you. It depends upon where you place yourself. Just as the great uh, Rama devotee Hanuman said once, O Rama, if I am the body, let me be your servant. Deha buddhyastu If I am an individual soul, let me be your part. Jiva buddhyastu tvadamsakam. But if I am the Immortal Spirit, the Self, Atma Buddhi, Swami Vaham, I am You. True. We function in all these three levels. Mostly we function in Deha Buddhi or Jiva Buddhi, as body and mind. That's how we identify ourselves. I am the body, I am the mind, but the fact is, you are neither the body nor the mind. You are the owner of the body and that's why you say, my body, my mind. If you are the body, how can you say my body? If you are the car, you have to address yourself, oh, I am (laughs) Chevy. You cannot say this is my Chevy like that my body is aching my body but at the same time I have put on 10 pounds more what do you mean did you put 10 pounds more or your body put 10 pounds more we mix up this that's what called call mixed life I and my mind my body So that I is immortal. Use the body. That's why even the priests sometimes at the graveyard, what does he say? Air to air, water to water, fire to fire, huh? earth to earth, dust to dust. The elements get decomposed. This body is composed of elements, they are decomposing. They go. When all that decomposes, the soul that lives in this body says, oh, this is a dilapidated house. I can't leave it anymore. Junk it and go. (laughs) It has to go. And where should it go? Wherever it wants. How can it go? Maybe take another vehicle. Because you lost this vehicle, you have to get another car to continue your journey. Sometimes it may be difficult to prove the reincarnation, but it is easy to prove the pre-incarnation. You lived before. There is no doubt about it. This is not your first birth. The proof is when you are born, you come with your old past samskaras. Born genius, we say. Where did he get that capacity? If this is the first time you are taking birth, twins, when they are born, they should be exactly like each other. Physical features may be similar, but mentally they are poles apart sometimes. Where did they get that trait? That's what they brought with them. They lived before. Another proof is, if God has created every soul for the first time, every child should be exactly like the other child. Features, conditions, everything. Why some children are born with deformities? Can you say God decided to create a child without a limb? Is it his fancy then? At the same time you say, all merciful God. It's not fun for him to create one without eyes, one without a limb, one all healthy. Whom would you blame for that? You have to blame yourself. Because... You did something before and when you come in here you face those results of your past actions. That's another proof that we lived before and we are continuing. But sometimes the scriptures say so. Don't worry about next birth. You may not even have another opportunity. It is to make you act now. If you say, oh, I have many more births, I'll take it easy. <laughs> <laughs> it is for that sake. I you know, this is the best opportunity given to you. If you miss this, who knows, you may not get anything more. This is last chance. Then, you are more alert. Aritharithu, Manudarada We are again said, it. it's very difficult to get a human birth. We had all various births before. You lived like animals. That's why sometimes, we yell like dogs. If you see somebody always yelling, he must have been eh, a nice Alsatian before. Eh? German shepherd. Eh? a Bulldog. Eh? If you eat somebody gobbling everything, he must have been that Mr. Pig before. Yeah. You see somebody very cunning, he must have been a fox before. You just say, oh, he's a fox, don't trust him. Why do you say that? Because he's bringing those qualities, what he was before. Oh, don't touch him, he's a scorpion. <laughs> he stings people. We use all these terms without knowing why. There is truth in it. We lived all that. Got all experiences. Now finally, we wanted, we looked for a better, self, better birth, a better body. Ultimately, we got this beautiful human birth. Therefore, she says, it's very difficult to get a human birth. and Even in the human birth, it's much more difficult to get a complete body. <laughs> Without all these things, deformities to get a healthy body is more difficult. Even if you are born with complete good body, to get a good education and to get good wisdom is very difficult. When you get that all, make use of it. Another great saint once said, there are three rare things to be achieved. One is human body, human birth. Another one, the desire to know the truth. It's very rare. And the third thing, to show you the way, is somebody. To get somebody to show you the way is very difficult. Only lucky ones will get all the three. Many have good bodies and their interest, a ah, little money, fine, a little job, fine. Like a woodcutter. Why do you cut the wood? Oh, I have to eat. I say, why do you eat that much? I have to cut the wood. <laughs> <laughs> He's just happy. He cuts the wood to eat. He eats the food to eat, to cut the wood. Food and eat, eh? wood, food and wood, finish. That's all he knows. Eh? <laughs> That's why, to get that mumukshutvam, oh what am I doing here? Miserable life, how can I be always peaceful, happy and bring that joy and peace to others? Is there any better way of living than just living like any animals? Every animal finds a little food. Every animal builds a small nest. Every animal procreates, brings forth its offshoots. What am I doing other than that? Make a little money, dress myself, build a nice home, bring forth a few children, In what way I am great then? The animals don't worry about why am I here, what should I be doing? A dog never asks, why am I a dog? (coughs) But a man can ask, why am I a man? Where did I come from? What am I doing? What should I do? Where should I go? and that's what you call intelligence <laughs> yes <laughs> not to find out oh this is black this is white this is tall this is short the chili is very bit hot salt is salty you don't need intelligence dogs will say that <laughs> dogs have better nose than us Give your handkerchief and give it to your dog, it will find out the master. You can do it. In many cases, we are even worse than animals. The only exceptional thing that a human being is supposed to possess is the desire to find a true, peaceful, happy, useful desire to. That's why often I summarize the goal of religious life or spirit yoga life is in three words. The desire to lead an easeful life, a peaceful life and a useful life. Physically, is No disease. Mentally, always peace. Serene. Samatva. Sita And in life, useful. You have to be useful to people. That is the one thing that would make a human being a human being. Thanks for listening to this Integral Yoga Multimedia Podcast. We hope you'll subscribe. For more information on Sri Swami Sachidananda and Integral Yoga, please visit us online at IntegralYoga.org.